Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, what nobody sees uh, about the fact that we're recording a uh, video now is that we spent about, we ate up some time picking spooky backgrounds. <laughs> Yeah, which will only occur on the feed if I bother to make a video of us uh, doing this. Yeah, 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 now. And you can see the fancy disappearing microphone with the green screen coming <laughs> back and forth. Um, I do have like a sassy coworker in the back judging me for recording a podcast. Uh, if you see her in the back of my background, she's like, Andrea, get to work. Quit recording a podcast. Dude, I know. Recording the podcast during a shift is is the new looking at your phone. Um <laughs> I am sure it's that's real. Very true. I'm, like everybody's texting at work. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Like I remember I used to serve, send texts at work and they were like, how dare you? And now that's just what are you talking about? That's just what everybody yep. does all day. All yeah, day and, now. Or just imagine like that you have to deal with all of your coworkers making TikToks and all of your <laughs> customers making TikToks with you. Yeah, I definitely went to uh, our super awesome Korean spot. Uh, a couple weeks ago and like they uh, they do these like flaming uh, short rib platters and if you want cheese on it and they'll melt it with a blowtorch in front of you and like I kind of had my phone and the server was just like waiting for me he's like yeah dude like this is what happens here on your queue I'm ready to go like Like, I'm I work for you I work he knows the drill he knows the drill and it was a I got some great footage I gotta say god damn it (laughs) I got to say, threw me for a little loop there, Uh, cheese on Korean food. Interesting. Oh, Koreans love cheese, actually. I mean, it's just more, I think people are just used to Korean barbecue, but like, I kind of nerd out hard on Korean, (laughs) like YouTube videos with the food. They love grilled cheese sandwiches. They love, there's a lot of cheese involved. I'm just, I'm just saying it's. Like it's the American, like a more Americanized version of it. I'm not saying that Koreans don't eat cheese. What I'm sure. saying is, if you were at a traditional restaurant, I've either not noticed or paid attention to cheese being offered. So this place sounds like it's really yeah. combining. Well, there's old always kind of there's always cheese corn, which has like been aside forever, which is like kind of like a starter where it's just basically yeah. cream corn with cheese melted on it. And then, you know, if you get some certain like hot pots or if you're going, there's a Mapo Galbi, there's this chicken place that you can get like it's like this stewed chicken hot pot and they'll put like um, noodles and rice cakes and like all sorts of veggies in it. And then you can just add cheese to it. And as the more it cooks down, it becomes like chili almost like a weird (laughs) chicken stew and you put cheese on it and you're like fuck yeah and then at the end of it they take all the brown bits and then they make kimchi fried rice from Mm -hmm. everything that was in there so whatever you know pretty brilliant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. How so anyway, uh, welcome to Sidework Podcast. Hi, yeah. I'm Andrea Wallace, guys. God. It's me. Lost <laughs> lost in the funhouse right now um, of talking about food and catching up. I'm Brooke Van Poplin. Hi. Good to, <laughs> good to be here with you all once again. Uh, as of today, this is October 20th when this episode is posting. I can't believe. Gosh darn it. I sure can't believe. Wow, time sure is flying. Well, you know, just we're deep in eclipse season, baby. I saw and that you were viewing on Saturday. I did. It was super fun. Got up early. Uh, it helps to have a neighbor who works at the Griffith Observatory. Oh, that's you nice. know, yeah. And so she just had a stack of eclipse viewing, you know, glasses, nice. protective eyewear ready for nice. all of us. Yeah, I it was pretty poked, fun. I just, I just poked some holes in some paper and just got yep. the shadow, the shadow play, you know. <laughs> It's all good. It's great. All good. It's all good. Yeah. Um. Jeez. I feel like we need to because we are coming down. Like we are. We are looking down the barrel of yeah. actual like yeah. ho- the Halloween episode coming after this one. So yeah. we would love to put it out there. This is your last call. That's cool. to send us some spooky server submitted stories, preferably since you'll be hearing this on a Friday. Please do it within a few days of this. Yeah. I mean, we're happy to get them after the fact. Yeah. We're happy to get them at all. But like we'll read them whenever. Ghosts and count ghosts, ghouls, murders, poltergeists, uh, just weird Halloween stories of a place that you used to work. I don't know. Or I think after the fact, if there was any drama, if your bar or restaurant was hosting some weird Halloween themed things and people get weird. People, people get weird. People get weird. Halloween's fun. It's our it's, favorite time of year. This is this really kind of um. This is our fourth spooky season on the podcast. <gasps> I love it. Isn't that fun? I love it. That's fun. Uh, traditions. So good. Uh, I can't. I, I'm ready to party. I'm, I've, been, I've been watching scary movies since September. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're we're slowly getting into the swing of things. We watched. If it's not super scary, it's at least very disturbing. That's the that's the rule <laughs> to either be disturbed or scared. <laughs> totally. So. I was like, what? What did what did you watch? You're like, nah, just in general. Um, and one more thing before we get into headlines today, I wanted to ask our community, um, because we are a mighty and wonderful little community here. We have a person who is a longtime friend of mine and kind of an OG listener and supporter also of you and I, Andrea. So my friend Cal has uh, unfortunately been dealt with a second round of cancer that the good news, yeah, the good news is on the up and up, got through the chemo and radiation, but what that does to you and how it puts you out and limits your ability to work, especially when you're a personal trainer and a massage therapist and your oh, body yeah. is, is just wrecked from all of the treatment you have to take to get through it. Um, I would just really love if anyone could check out our friend. Uh, their handle is cal.light, sounding sort of like it, like a light calorie, you know, meal, <laughs> like C-A-L dot L-I-G-H-T, like the beautiful word light you know, what they are in this world. Um, But they are trying to also spread awareness that as much as you can be a trans person, um, you know, who is identifying as they, them, or male, breast cancer is still very real and still very much part of uh, the problem. And they just want to spread, you know, I think important messages about that. And luckily are, you know, fighting and coming out on the other side. Uh, Cal's such a fun goof. 
I love them. Um, truly have known them since the year 2000. And we've had many, many giggles, good times uh, later in life. Great parent, wonderful, dedicated parent, and just awesome person. So going through a little hardship, if you had five or 10 bucks, literally anything at all adds up there really close to their goal. So um, just put it out there and we'll, we'll post on social. So that's sometimes a little easier to find, but just wanted to put it out there. We love you, Cal. And um, we're so glad you're uh, getting back your, you know, fuzzy head of hair <laughs> post awesome. radiation. I know. <laughs> God, you know. What a, I would imagine what a, somebody like Cal who's like doing so much body work for a living that they're just like I'm as exhausted as they must be with the treatment, but probably like yes. crawling out of their skin to like get back into like doing stuff and moving their body every day. You know, absolutely. Like, because as we all know, you know, when you participate in, you know, in personal like enrichment, whatever it is, whether it's it's working out like literally the the mental health benefits and to be sick and not to be able to do the thing that gives you your mental yeah, health and balance absolutely. and all that stuff. So anyways, just wanted to put it out there. Um, it's Instagram at Cal dot light. Uh, also friend of the show, if that helps you locate them. But uh, yeah, just wanted to throw a little, you know, it's hard to ask for help. They never would have. I suggested it. So this is all me, babies. Awesome, Brooke. Thank you so much for telling me and everybody about it. Um, of course. Yay. All right. Well, let's 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 bop into some headlines, huh? Awesome. Okay. So yeah, da, you, da, da, da. you get to. This is all you, Andrew. Uh, Chicago has passed uh, the elimination of the tipped wage. You know, we uh, covered this. Um, uh, did a whole darn episode about Chicago moving forward with one fair wage to possibly eliminate the tip wage. But as of Friday, October 6th, um, Chicago City Council voted 36 to 10. In that's, favor of the ordinance. That's not close, baby. No, that's that's, that's, that's a yeah. two-thirds majority. I'm kind of a little bit of a landslide. Um, so this will phase out the city's tip minimum wage. Um, so there's, you know, it, it'll it'll roll out over five years, basically. So it calls for uh gradually raising the city's tip minimum wage from 948 to the standard minimum wage of 1580 over five years. And I'm sure it'll be higher in five years from now, anyway. So Chicago joins L.A. Uh, as a trophy for the one fair wage movement, giving the group wins in two out of America's three largest cities. And so next it's going to target New York City and Boston. Um, but organizers are really hoping to do a direct campaign with Springfield, Illinois, and get the entire state on board yeah, as that, well. That's what I was going to ask, uh, you know, because it's like, why just go for the big city when we can right. get the whole damn state? Very we much. We got the whole damn state. And we got some whole damn states out there already. So, you know. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. It really just always throws back to the inspiration that Nevada as a state is for unionizing all of their service industry and hospitality workers into one kick ass union. Yeah. Um, and you don't even have to be a part of the union. You are still covered by it, which is incredible. That's not necessarily uh, going to be the case for every single state, but that's what Nevada accomplished. And yeah, and it's you incredible. Can Start at the bottom and move to the top. As we've talked about many times on the podcast, you can start as a busser, work your way up to a banquet captain or a manager, yes. or just choose to be a badass fucking busser making kick ass money for your whole life. Like you can do what you want, you know? 
you get paid a one fair wage, which is totally kick ass. So way to go, Chicago. Way to go, one fair wage. I wish um, they would like love us back for once. That's all I'm saying, right? <laughs> like, we talk about them. I know. So. I know. I see they're doing like more and more like really fun events too, where like you know you're you're seeing like uh, celebrities and like coming up to your table and waiting on you for like a little bit of time, and then like I think it's like per plate, you know, you have to like pay a certain amount of course to go toward the cause but like maybe you know i'd like to go to one of those <laughs> at or some like, point we're like we could be your celebrity podcast server we're gonna totally what? do a podcast hey what? uh anyway uh just- dreams dreams yeah dreams, dreams. <laughs> okay this next headline is so good when i uh, found it i was like shut the fuck up wait uh, you wait but our dear friend, because she's a, a, a wonderful OG person too, Brandy Barber, personally sent this to me. Oh, for did us. she? Oh, to I put didn't on the even podcast. see it. Oh, I didn't even see it. I found so it all on my own. Okay, uh, great. Great, great but lines. Beautiful. All right. So headline, restaurants with bottomless mimosas now charging $50 vomit fees. I've been waiting I feel like for four years, Brooke, to hear this headline. All right. So bottomless mimosa brunches may draw restaurant customers, but the sparkling wine in OJ comes with an obvious downside. Patrons who overindulge get sick. Uh, and some establishments are now tacking on vomit fees for customers who throw up on the premises. And this is one- from uh, yeah, CBS News. And yeah. one of the spots is based in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. They had to post a sign warning, you know, don't don't drink it if you can't clean it up for also no. 50 of your own dollars. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's another restaurant in San Francisco uh, called Home Plate that also warns brunch aficionados that they'll face a $50 fee for any incident occurred or I'm sorry, incurred as a result of intoxication. Um, so the extra charge for cleaning up after a six patron comes as restaurants have been adding fees for everything for paying workers health care to uh, and their insurance to providing bread and water. Such expenses are cropping up at a time when many restaurants continue to struggle to hire workers amid a tight labor market and face higher labor and food costs. So, but really, <laughs> no, no, no. I was just I was just going to say like like it, it like no one's no one's violated it yet so far. No, no one's gotten it. a fee. Well, I think it's like the whole thing. It's like you, you, there's a sign up for a reason. Like when signs go up, it's because like something bad happened already. Of course. Like you go to Hawaii and they're just like, there's like, don't walk over here. And there's a picture of someone falling off a cliff, you know, and you're just like lots of people have died there. Probably. Right. It's not someone being a nervous Nancy. It's because no. you might be the 25th and someone finally decided to put a sign up to be like, we don't yeah. need someone that falling off these slippery rocks yet. Again. Yeah. Also, it's it, it says in the article here it, during COVID times, no one wants to clean up your fucking gross puke, like even without COVID. But now it's like even more triggering. Are you yeah. kidding me? What the fuck? Also, like who's puking mimosas up at brunch? I mean, I know who, I guess, uh, if I, I really think about it. Like, well, to me, I, I'm like, that is probably because I realize when I get real vomitous, it's from the acid and the reflux. It's the reflex. It's sure. the goddamn reflex just gets my old, you know, my old uh, trigger going. I mean, if we're talking about charging fees, how about if you fart in a restaurant, you have to pay five bucks? 
you know, how how are we supposed are we supposed to is it supposed to be like Ghostbusters with a little measuring, you know, so someone walks by with a little instrument that measures how much and where the Hi, fart dust uh, came I'm from. I'm Egon. I'll be your I'm server Egon. tonight. <laughs> oh, bye bye. Get out of here, phone. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but it's it's really. But when you think about it, too, you're like, hey, everybody, t- with with us, you know, out here trying to get servers tipped, basically the the local minimum wage plus tips. It's like those, you know, five dollars for all you can drink mimosa shits probably going away sometime oh, yeah. soon too. So, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's about time that someone was like, if you fucking barf, like, especially at bars where you're just like running someone's credit card and just just have like a barf button on it, you know, not just bottomless mimosas, but it's like if you destroy a bathroom on a Saturday night at a bar, barf button, get barf hit. button, putting on your tab. And and to be fair, you know, this the CBS article also added that this is the standard for it, Lyft and Uber drivers. If you mm-hmm. fuck their car up because you got sick in the back, you get charged up to one hundred and fifty dollars for a mm-hmm. barf. Yeah, they're looking for barf reparations. They really are. <laughs> I don't I don't blame. I don't blame. Don't no no blame at all. No, yeah, for sure. But plenty of shame. That's for sure. Don't yes. barf at brunch. The end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to tackle this last story? Yeah, just a fun, cute little one. This past October, Friday the thirteenth. Um, this was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I believe. Wait, wait, wait. Let me double check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Tulsa, right. Oklahoma, there is a popular donut establishment called Hertz Donuts. Not the like best. the car company, but H U R T S. Again, speaking of acid reflux, uh, they had a day just Friday the 13th where if you wanted a guy to dress up like Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th franchise and deliver donuts to you or even better, someone you know who's not expecting it, they 100% indulged customers in that, which was great. Um, Now, granted, they did run out of some Jasons, but they were also offering a scary clown when they ran out of Jasons. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, though. It's just like, oh, God, I hope, hope, really, God, we're already way over our Jason count. We're next year, we really got to load up on more Jason guys. We gotta, like, we got to get more. Yeah, we need more of the hockey masks. No, not that. Yeah, sorry. Friday. The, so, okay. Halloween yeah. is Michael Myers. Jason right. Voorhees is hockey mask. Hockey mask. Yes. Equally weird and terrifying. But oh um, yeah, for sure. I think a hockey mask is much more comfortable to don than a than a Michael Myers mask. Personally, especially if you're a delivery with you. driver. Yeah, I'm you with know. you. It's breathability. <laughs> Breathability. Uh, yeah. So let us know if you got donuts delivered by um Jason Voorhees. Shout it out. Spooky story. Cinema we. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get into this next. Or you know this this specific server submitted a story. Of 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 several stories, but this is just a story today. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. And it's very on brand and scary. Um, yes. I love it. Okay. So hello. <laughs> Not for the reasons you're thinking, Andrea. I don't know if you skimmed it, but <laughs> hello. Welcome back to the Airwave, ladies. It's your fellow server, Alex from Iowa. I am outright delighted that you're putting out new episodes, and I'm glad I could provide a fresh story for your return. 
Since we last spoke, I've taken up a new job as a banquet server at a hotel arena slash convention center. It's great. I love my coworkers. I love what I do. And I'm damn good at it. Love. Love the confidence there. Now for the real tea. Recently, note it was earlier today, like a damn hour ago, but I don't want to give any hints as to where I actually work. I was stuck working the the concession stand at a Trump rally. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, the experience was surreal. All the screens had his campaign logo and there were huge signs that our event planners had to begrudgingly help prop up. The music beforehand was a very odd mix of patriotic country music, ABBA, Whitney Houston, the village people, of course, and then peppered throughout the playlist, they would take breaks to play clips of Ron DeSantis bashing Trump and then others praising Trump. So anytime we had to leave our post, we had to be patted down and cleared by a bomb dog to get back in. Even if our hot box filled with burgers and chicken tendies had to be inspected. Oh, even our hot box filled with burgers and chicken tendies had to be inspected by the bomb dog. Working the concession stand meant I got to interact with so many of the people. I will honestly say a good 60 to 75 percent seemed fairly normal or at least had manners. And let me tell you, when I rang up their overpriced sliders and chicken strips, the Bidenomics jokes just didn't stop. But me being good at customer service meant I tried to laugh along, but I was slowly dying inside. (laughs) Then there were the other people. One guy ran around with American flag face paint, a la the QAnon shaman. Another man was wearing a Trump flag cape with a little Trump pinwheel atop his hat. One lady was upset we did not not offer her hyper-specific brand of organic soda. There were people with bumper stickers on their backs and a lady walking around with a MAGA hat on her very pregnant belly so that even her unborn child could support the felon in chief. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when the speeches started. Uh, first, there was a priest, but a priest using religions to push poli- using religion to push politics. Yuck! Then a state rep who welcomed the out of towners with an old family saying "Mi casa es su casa." At which point, I met eyes with my Spanish coworker, and we got the giggles. <laughs> he pulled me aside to say, "I've only ever heard white people use that oh, phrase." Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, there was another vitriol-filled state rep who took the stage to talk about how much pornography is in school libraries and teachers are secretly transitioning students. It oh. truly broke my gay heart to hear the cheers from the crowd, but I had my coworkers there to stand by me. Finally, concessions closed and my coworkers and I got the hell out of there. Unfortunately, we had to be escorted out of a super secret side door so as not to breach the secure perimeter. But we walked right past the room just as Orange Dumpy Doo took the stage. So I fortunately never saw him or heard a word he had to say. And then one last fun piece of insider knowledge. The event was originally booked for over 2,000 people. Um, But by the end of the day, they cut back their estimation to between 300 to 400. And yeah, I'd say max about 400 people showed up from the 2000. So the the ballroom seemed full, but they could have easily doubled the size of the room if they actually wanted enough seating. Anyway, sorry for the long one, but I just had to share about the day my job was to forcefully attend a Trump rally. Zero out of 10 would not recommend unless you're being paid. Godspeed and good tips, Alex. Oh my God. This is why like AI cannot become a thing for SAG and for like putting in crowds. Like, because right. that's what's, that's who's going to use it like unattended Trump rallies. Yeah. All the people with their mangled AI fingers. You yeah. Know, got- 
like <laughs> shotgunning beers and gobbling pizza. Although you'd be like, that does look like a you know Trump sport. Whatever. Sorry, I'm. We've uh, we've said enough about that man over the years, but this yeah, is yeah, too, this sure. is too good. This is from the source. You know, we're just reporting the news as we get it, everybody. I do think it is classy to close the concessions before you take the stage. You know what I mean? You don't want people out there. Like, you, don't, you don't want people throwing their chicken tendy at you. you know? <laughs> Nobody be getting chicken tendies and hot dogs and burgers when uh, someone's <laughs> attacking. Um, great story. Really good story. Alex, thanks. Thanks for joining us as we came back. It's it's good to hear from you, too. So, um, guys, like we said, uh, that was a really spooky server submitted mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have more, send them to sideworkpod at gmail.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, topic of the day. Here it is. Your annual You'll never guess. You'll never guess what we're talking about. (laughs) We're talking about spooky balls and restaurants. There's so many to go over, Brooke. So I just, I handpicked a few fun ones. You picked up, I also picked out a few fun ones. We're going to share them with everybody today. We, We can toggle back and forth, you know? For sure. I have to say, okay, Mm -hmm. but I do have to say, so I, yeah, get in there. I do, I do have to say, I just truly love, um, I was back for just a very brief, um, trip for a kind of sad reason back to New York City, but I was Mm -hmm, in Brooklyn mm -hmm. and across the Hudson River where it goes, it's like the state line right between the north tip of New Jersey, basically into New York State. And it's a town called Tip. Tapan, which is where like George Washington and his army all had their bases. And it's where they like basically it's it's really historic, cool, creepy old town. It was the fall. The leaves were rustling. Everyone's old ass houses like the chimney. I mean, I was just as someone who is so starved for those like no one like had decorations out and I was just scared, you know, just that kind of fall feeling, which we don't get in LA. And it, it was very, very good for the soul. I um, love it. Cause I'm a fall bitch. I'm an yeah. old bitch. I love, I know it's so nice. When I go to uh, see Brian's family outside of Baltimore and Maryland in Westminster, Ooh. they're like really close to Gettysburg. So like shit's old as, very old. You start rolling through the small towns and you're like, oh yeah, that's a teeny tiny place that was definitely built like a long, long time ago. It, as far as the United States is concerned, obviously, you know? And, yeah. And really historical sites where like a lot of people died. Very scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I was just like, there's bodies all over this place. 
everywhere. Um, People died in all these fields. And then yeah. we went to, um, have I ever gone to Sunny's Bar with you? Oh, I love Sunny's Bar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we, that was like my only goal for the small amount of time we had in Brooklyn was I was like, Sean, I'm taking you to Sunny's. And it's just this crusty old sea crab of a wooden plank floor bar on the like deserted street in the corner of this part of Brooklyn that's where all the shipping docks are and it's called Red Hook Brooklyn and it's just it's very special. I love a bar where the tiny old bar stools are bolted into the ground. Yep. Still uncomfortable, still mm -hmm. bolted. I'm I'm there for it. So anyways, I got I got a little bit of false spooky flavor, which was really, really awesome. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's dive into it then. Let's, let's yeah. get into some, some fun bars. So this first one is called four quarters bar. It's in little rock, Arkansas. And basically like other, you know, historic buildings, it was once a ruckus railroad town. Um, I love know, that because, yeah. you know, everyone was just such, you know, just such, so transient and just passing through. And so they totally. got up to shit. They got up, up to shit. Absolutely. You want to dip your wick. You want to, you know, what do you want to do? And in this case, Four Quarters rumored to be haunted um, by the ghost of a young prostitute who was murdered there. So it was a brothel back in the day called the Dirt Bar. The I perfect mean, place to, to get laid, you know, or be a sex worker, I suppose. Um, and in the late 1900s, you know, that's when it was there. So it's a story that's perfect for, you know, what's happening. So the brothel, brothel owner fell in love with this prostitute and in a fit of rage because she had fallen in love with one of the patrons you know it seems like a triangle of sorts he cut her throat and threw her off the top of the balcony Damn. so and then they say that years later he had the same fate and the same same thing happened to me hit sorry the same thing happened to him he got into an argument with somebody and his throat was cut and he was thrown over the balcony see this is this this seems okay. like very like railroad towny, you know. And the more I get into these stories where I was just like, oh, all these haunted bars, Brooke, so many of them are like murdered prostitutes that are haunting places. I'm so, sorry, sex workers. Sex workers. In back in the day, they were pro <laughs> it's fine. You're you're a modern lady. I get it. Especially but when we're reading these old history, you know, uh right. articles and whatever, everyone's called a prostitute back then. Um it was not PC. They were like, Hey, look at that slut, you know. Um, I'm gonna pay her for whatever. But I just finally watched the series Deadwood, and this just reeks oh, of Deadwood. Damn. Everyone was getting their throat cut and thrown over balconies. Well, congratulations on watching Deadwood, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Al Swearage and soliloquies, blowjob soliloquies. Like, who knew? You know, it's so wonderful. It's a real thing. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Now I have, now I'm just envisioning Timothy Oliphant. Like, aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Tati. So here at Four Quarters, basically the kitchen staff has reported trash canlets flipping over on their own at times. Uh, and bartenders have been said on occasion, swivel stools, uh, will twist sideways on their own and then turn back in their original position. Um, as if an invisible person has just bellied up to the bar for a drink. Like I just did at Sunny's. Like it's like those, they just kind of twist with you with your butt, whether you come in on the right or the left, because it's pretty hard. It's almost like, you know, 
Like if you did that, like if you did a hop and then landed on your cooch or your balls, you can't do it that way. You got to you got to saddle up with one leg first and then twist the other one in. Yeah. And, um, it's like a whole in and oh, out yeah. situation. Um, Yeah, for sure. They they do have a band playing over Halloween, which I was like, oh, man, I wish we could go to Arkansas and see them called the uh, Rocky Horror Pickin' Show. So it's, <laughs> nice. I think it's like a bluegrass, like, yeah, they're they're playing a bluegrass version of all the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, music. So there also was uh, another incident that happened when the owner came downstairs and met a friend uh, on the stairs and his eyes were huge. And he said, I could tell something was wrong. And he said, he went back upstairs. He When he went upstairs, there was a lady in the back corner who was dressed in this old timey clothing. And I nodded to her like, oh, hi. Uh, I guess I thought it was kind of odd she was there. And when I looked back again to see her, she kind of just disappeared into the wall. Uh, that's me. That's how I feel when I'm in a really introverted mood. Just disappear into a wall, Brooke. Yeah, just, I'm just going to disappear into this wall. Uh, but just like Calamity Jane, who's my favorite character ever. The she, best. Before she disappeared, she yelled, cocksucker. Right. <laughs> She just I'm screamed, in. cocksucker. That's a good. I used to do a really good Calamity Jane. And Ooh. it's very good to do after you've had a few drinks, by the way. You but do like, a more mealy mouth. Yeah. See, you've definitely been watching it recently. But like, I mean, this was like back when I lived in Chicago. You know, I would definitely <laughs> turn into Calamity Jane at the bar on a Friday night. It was great stuff. I, I would um, say if, if guys, 10 out of 10 recommend Deadwood. If you want to hear cocksucker more times mm-hmm. per minute per mm-hmm. capita. Mm-hmm. Out of every character, every character calls every other character a cocksucker. Yeah, and yeah. it's very, very funny to me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Do you want to take this next one? Ooh, yes, please. But truly, um, this Little Rock, Arkansas bar. I'm telling you. Okay, so this one, the cruise room, is located in the iconic Oxford Hotel in Denver, Colorado. And so that is in downtown Denver. It was um, kind of a, your classic cocktail culture bar that was founded after Prohibition was repealed. So making it at this point in history, Denver's longest running bar. Um, they're known for their delicious martinis, Manhattans, but the most important person or thing or entity that is a part of the cruise room is their ghost. Their ghost. Who... Amazingly, is like a character from Cheers. It's a mysterious postal worker. It's Cliff um, Clavin, guys. <laughs> uh, and and just like hey, Cliff Sammy seems to prefer beer. I mean, this is right out of Cheers. Um, so basically, many many times, the bartenders report having seen a man who walks into the bar wearing an old post office uniform, sits down, orders a beer, and then mutters, "This is so creepy." The children. I have to get the gifts to the children. Then appears to drink his beer and leave. So then whenever the bartender goes to retrieve and, you know, pick up the bottle of beer, it's always full. Because ghosts can't drink beer. No, Um, no, no. Goes right through them. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows. Or they think they're drinking. It's all all very unclear how this works in ghost life. I look forward to it. I do look forward to it. But back in the 1930s, the legend is that there was actually a postal worker on his way to deliver Christmas presents to Central City, Colorado, to the children, to the children, the gifts to the children. But the gifts were never delivered. 
resulting in um, basically they found in the spring when the snow had thawed, his body was discovered with all the Christmas gifts still with him. And that beer at the cruise room may have been his last, which is also a great, um, you know, PSA. Don't drink and drive and yeah, deliver Christmas gifts. Right. Totally. <laughs> in your postal van. Yeah, I think people think he died in a car accident that night and he was found kind of like a little, you know, I I, thrown in the car or something. Yeah, it it does give me like end of shining feels. You know what I mean? See like Nicholson frozen in the snow. But uh, I I definitely think this is super creepy. Um, And also like he'll just apparently he'll just talk up patrons like. Yeah, that's what you found, like another source for this. And like everyone's just like, yeah, no problem. I'm talking to an old fashioned postman. No questions. Yeah, there's like countless witnesses who have seen or even chatted with him, like which is fucking crazy. And they say they say, uh, yeah, like basically if you are too close to him or or if you sit on his stool when he wants to sit on it, you'll feel a harsh, cold wash of air over you until you feel compelled to move over. Uh And he's seen every December, which is pretty creepy. You know, there are those regulars. If you sit in their seat, they'll like they'll start daggers at you until you move. You know what I mean? So I I get I get the feeling. That is such a moment from Pee Wee's Big Adventure when yeah. he walks in. He's like, "Large Marge sent me," and then yeah, her record. Ghost. Yeah. Um, so I good. Love, I love that. But the telltale sign that the postman has been there is the full beer on the bar. Uh, yeah, for sure. I do wonder, you drink it? Or do you do charge him? Drinking? Does what, he do you have do a tab going? Like, I mean, I mean, that's a would you soldier. drink it? Would you like? Would you? Yes. If you're the bartender, and you were like, okay, he's here. We saw him. He came in. Like he didn't drink his beer. Like, would you put your lips around that bottle and like, um, like sloppy second some ectoplasmic uh, I, wonder? That depends how much tequila I've had and how much we're sort of <laughs> razzing each other to do something stupid. But sure. I feel, I feel like in the year 2023, basically Saturday morning during the the uh, partial eclipse we were talking about partial. Uh-huh solar eclipse um you know we were saying that like yeah don't bring out you know any of your crystals to charge under it it's supposed to be chaotic weird energy and in native cultures you know the native americans would literally hide from eclipses because it's supposed to be like really bad luck and while i was looking at it like as a joke with everyone in the art i was like whatever how much worse can 2023 get than stared right at the eclipse and so now (laughs) i'm waiting for crazy shit to befall me even crazier than this stupid year but so no i'm not i'm not gonna drink cliff's beer Great. I've, good I've done enough. Good I've choice. Done enough. Great. Great. I like that. I'm glad you thought it through. I'm. I, you know me. I would probably drink it. Uh, <laughs> you drink Malort. What's the difference? Oh, damn. Um, it's true. I do drink Malort. Not for like not not for taste, for nostalgia, guys, because I got dared to. That's why you drink <laughs> Malort. Um, okay, this next one is the Double Eagle Restaurant in New Mexico. So this is a really pretty great grim tale. Um, so it's located in the small town of Mesilla, um, and it boasts a classic big city steakhouse vibe um, and has like really fun uh, chandeliers and like pressed in ceilings oh, layered with gold. Um, so it's earned rave reviews from diners near and far. Um, but there's some uh, crazy uh, background as far as ghosts go. So the restaurant was once a house that dated back to 1849. And the first owners were a wealthy family who employed servants. 
The story goes that one of the sons, Armando, fell in love with one of the servants, Inez. When his mom found them together in his bedroom, she attacked Inez with sewing shears and killed, killed them both in a bloody skirmish. So the star-crossed lovers said to still haunt the place, making the lights flicker on and off and even wearing out upholstery on a pair of overstuffed chairs. Yeah. Um, I watched a whole story on this um, on, I don't know, I think I randomly watched it. I don't know. It was like haunted restaurants. Maybe I was like diving into research maybe like a month ago and I saw a crew go to this restaurant and they do, they have a whole room set up with their portraits with Armando and Inez that like sit behind these two chairs and they're their chairs and they like, I think they're just like, we're young and we're in love and we're going to kind of like, we're going to just like still like, we're going to fuck all over this restaurant and they'll come sit at the, the table and they'll be like, Hey, will you like move the lights? Will you turn them on and off? And they do it. And they're like, make yourself known. And they do it. That's amazing. And then like yeah. the tape, the table starts shaking because she's giving him a ghost handy. Yeah, the table totally. Is- total ghost handy. Yes, totally. absolutely. I mean, sure. She gets her fair share of ghost handies as well. I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, come on, you can't, you can't, you can kill love, but you can't you kill can't, love. Mm-hmm. You can't kill love. You can't kill horny young people. And no. that, that energy is so... I would love to bottle it up. I put know. Put some of that back in my veins. I oh, know. Uh, what a fucking crazy mom, though, to be like, I'll just murder you both with, like, scissors right now because, like, that's how the fucking class system worked back then. Oh boy, oh brother. Yeah. Well, when you do shit like that, you are insuring uh ghosts forever. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Um, you did some fun uh research and you got us eat some some home yes. state haunts. I mean, because it's interesting. We've like to be honest, this this is like we could just do a podcast about haunted restaurants and bars. I period. know, I know. <laughs> and we we haven't really repeated anything in, in no. four years of of really, you know, trying to c- cover all the places. But it, it's honestly a nonstop uh, you know, quest to talk about this. So this article um is from amuse.vice.com. And um I was very, very pleased to find out that my home state of Michigan and you know in Detroit, this place called the Whitney, which is like an incredible English style Tudor mansion, is a contender. I won't say it is, but it has been called America's most haunted restaurant. Oh. Oh, fighting words. So because not only has it been a mansion with like a cruel history, then when uh, nobody lived there anymore, the city basically sort of absorbed it and turned it into a hospice. No thanks. And now it's a dining experience once again. (laughs) Um, So basically, you know, the the long story, it's just like none of this is really making any sense, right? I mean, well, Detroit was really, really wealthy at the turn of the 20th century. Around 1894, this, you know, businessman named David Whitney Jr. um, spent 400, wait, oh my God, he spent $400,000 in 1894 to make this house, which today would be a $9.5 dollar Five point million dollar home, um, and then an additional eleven million spent on furniture interiors. So, like, Whoa. what the fuck? Yeah, really crazy. Way too huge. Um, 
it, you know, it, it's it's just this like incredible space if you look up the Whitney Detroit. Um, so, but it's not without drama. Uh, Whitney, who was married, uh, basically to his wife, died during the construction of the house. Um, ew, ew, there was I don't know why or how she died during the construction of the house. Sounds like an accident. But then Whitney went on to marry his wife's sister, who oh, then sure. died in the house. Why? As Come right, on. as did David Whitney himself four okay. years after it was completed. Okay. So lots of tragic dead bodies just in the history of it being a ridiculous mansion for ridiculous, stupid, rich people. Um, and he was saying, basically, because of so many weird people, you know, er- aristocratic people um, dying in the space. I mean, he was friends with Thomas Edison at the oh. time and Whoa. had Thomas Edison come Name in. drop. Mm-hmm. I know, right? He's like, you guys know Tom? Tom? You guys know Tom? You guys have lights? Do you know Tom? You guys, you guys ever, you know what a phone is? Have you ever? uh... (laughs) But his light bulbs too, the Edison light bulbs. So he had one of the first mansions that had all, but it, so the funny thing is, uh, back in the day, they were not wired so that one switch would turn them all off. Every light bulb had its own switch. And this wow. house was obviously like 20,000 square feet. So you had to go and switch wow. every light bulb off. What? I know. That, yeah. I I would die halfway through doing that in the house, probably. <laughs> That's probably what happened. <laughs> but, but listen to this shit. So basically, like I said, after all of these rich aristocrats died, nobody really wanted to buy the place. And I'm also guessing no one had the money because um, this place is so lavish, uh, lavish and ex- insane. So a caretaker of the property just sort of lived in it for 20 years and then it was given to the Wayne County Medical Society to become a hospice for tuberculosis patients. Of course. So many old mansions turned into TB wards. Everybody knows that. Right. So (laughs) as you can imagine the body count keeps piling up. Um, What was that? Oh, here we go. Martyrs? Was Martyrs the bar in Chicago? Or which uh, is the one that had a morgue under it? Uh, was it Martyrs? There was no, no, there was the one that used to be the morgue that it was like it was the Irish place that was like near Mortar, yes. M- Martyrs. Yes. Yeah. It was yes. uh yeah, Brian will find the name of it. It's we've talked like, we've talked yeah. about it on the podcast. Yeah. One hundred percent during spooky season, but that place is haunted as hell. Cause it's a goddamn morgue. You see a morgue and now you're like, come have some drinks and yeah. <laughs> and you're not seeing things. Drink, it really is drink a ghost, you know? away. <laughs> uh but basically, so now it is just this like gorgeous refurbished since the eighties. Um, just lavish. It looks I mean, amazing. I immediately am like, I want to have Christmas dinner there this year mm-hmm. if I go back to Michigan, and I would love a side of haunting. I am there for it. Um, but I mean, it is opulent. It is gorgeous. This man was off his rocker. All the details, all of the paneling, the wood. It was all brought in from. Every country and every state imaginable. It's just everything in the place has a story of where it came from. Um, But it is uh, lovely and haunted, as you can imagine. Um, And so it is a very spooky place with a very kind of dark. I would almost guess sort of like like we were mentioning, like a feel like The Shining, the movie. Mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm. something of that size is ominous to me. If you know, it's too big. It's too big not to be. Like completely riddled with ghosts. Yeah. Um, you know, too many corners to turn. I I mean, working there must be frightening as hell. Like frightening. Absolutely. And, um, so 
basically in this article, there was a longtime server who was taking the author of the article around and was sort of like, you know what? Fuck it. I've never shown anyone this part of the property. Like he was just on one that night. And he's like, you want to look at the outhouse out back? <laughs> and so according to this server, um, it, the outhouse is the most haunted area of the property. It was originally built for Whitney's slaves. And so there's this one room that has a table that is still set for afternoon tea. And it's been there, quote unquote, untouched for as long as anyone can remember so a dusty old table set for tea um pitch black real creepy covered in dust and cobwebs they looked in they're like yep there it is and everyone turned on the heroes and they were like nope we're done thank you uh but yeah everyone left feeling real weird and creeped out and of course you know the restaurant has all of its you know little tinkling on a piano and bottles moving right you know all the little fuckery that we know right Totally. Yeah. Someone's like, you hear a conversation somewhere like, yeah, I don't know. It's ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> all the things you want to think about. Oh, yeah. It's houses are too big. I realized I could never live in a really big house. No, 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 thanks. Manageable, yeah. manageable, <laughs> real manageable. I, the cleaning I, alone, you know, first, uh, you know, yeah, for sure. For sure. Agree. Um, great one. Great one about Detroit. Represent Detroit. Uh, let's, let's move on over to Nebraska. Brooke, this article is just, (laughs) I'm going to read it verbatim. Oh, sure. Yes. Are we going to source it? It's kind of weird. This is Tayden Bundy. It's a Wix site about haunted Nebraska places. Great. Here we go. Faceless Fred, the ghoul of Phelps County. All right. Do you know where this is, by the way? No, I looked it up. Sacramento, Nebraska. It's like uh, south and a little west of Kearney. So mid in the middle south of the state, like closer to the Kansas border. Okay. Okay. So at the time of early settlement in Sacramento, Nebraska, a man simply known as Fred lived in Phelps County, County in the latter half of the 1800s. A bit of a ladies' man, Fred sought companionship with many women. Mm. The problem, however, is that he was married to a woman named Jane. That's just all it says. I love this writing. Reportedly a hardworking yet plain-faced and barren woman, Jane watched as her husband drifted <gasps> away. Mm-hmm. Old plain Jane. Also couldn't pump out the babies. Fred seemed to be attracted to tough, adventurous women. According to legend, one woman in which she shared relations <clears throat> later became a member of Buffalo Bill's Congress of the Rough Riders. Are we Hello, so we- Calamity, Calamity Jane! Jane. <laughs> that, guy like, fucked, I, that guy fucked Calamity Jane! He's like, I don't want no plain Jane. I want a Calamity, like, Calamity Jane. Jane. Pop, let's, let's all face it. There's a lot of Janes running around this time. <laughs> In U.S. history. Okay. So while running a general store in Sacramento where he provided various goods and homemade corn whiskey to patrons, he sparked an interest of a woman named Goldie. I love. Come on. She happened to be a prostitute who was supposedly a member of the clan of women who followed General Joseph Hooker's army. Is that why they were called Hookers? No. Really? Brian's saying yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh. This is our this is our new TikTok. 
<laughs> wow. New TikTok. Except I get to do it this time. Wow. You don't get to be the only viral person. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. All right. Okay. okay. No one's going to be excited to be like, and this is where we get the word hooker. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. OK. So after speaking with Goldie one afternoon in the general store, they decided to take their relationship to the next level. Just after I- a nice conversation they're like do you do you wanna i wanna all right let's do it okay so eventually jane found out about the affair irate and most likely embarrassed by her husband's behavior jane murdered fred by either shooting or stabbing him <laughs> stories vary as the method or weapon you of or of the, the the method or weapon used to commit the crime once dead, she decided to rid him of the features used to attract women by cutting up his, you guessed it, Brooke, face. Yes. I really thought it'd be a Bobbit situation. But I did I was too, like, but slash, slash his face up like you pretty boy. Fuck you. You're going to your grave looking like a fucking monster. So he's most likely to hinder his ability to cheat even in death. Yes, that's what it says. Once she finished mangling him, she disposed of the body in a well. Differing accounts of the location of the well add more mystery to the tale. According to the legend, the well was possibly located just outside the general store or possibly situated in the basement of the store. So after it was built over its after it was built over the original site, um, the last place it may have been was near the road out front. I don't know. They don't know. They don't know where they it's don't at. Know. A lot of speculation. I guess so. <laughs> So after the old general store was renovated into a restaurant and bar, visitors and staff began reporting paranormal activity. Faceless Fred is described as wearing a Fred flannel shirt and blue overalls with a blurry, indistinguishable face and shaggy blonde hair. He sounds hot. Well, Woodbone mm, probably have. I know, hair. right? Yes. I feel like he's a full on Monet. <laughs> but like the opposite of a Monet, right? Because you're, he kind of looks like he might Face. be something, but then you get close up and you're like, oh, I can't. Oh. I, don't, I, I don't see that at all. One afternoon, a man came in wearing a red flannel shirt and blue overalls. He sat down at the bar and ordered a whiskey. After counting money at the cash register, the bartender turned around to complete the order. And no one was there. Fred is said to roam back and forth between the old general store and the road where he the well may have been. Ah, there we go. He could also be mischievous. Some claims said that he is uh, some claim to have been locked in a freezer by the unseen presence. No, thank you. Pots and pans are found thrown on the floor. The morning after the building was left empty overnight. Sounds of objects crashing are heard. But when the area is investigated, nothing appears out of place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although the apparition is not generally known to touch people, one woman had her (gasps) shirt tugged while... Paying at the bar—that's scary. I mean, you know, that's just yeah. how it is. You know, I—I I, I think that's—that's that's kind of that—that's—that's that's pretty great, though. I mean, like the fact that Nebraska has a, a dude named Faceless Fred—that's already mm-hmm. <laughs> really mm-hmm. frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was brutally murdered by his old plain Jane. What a bore that plain Jane was, and she fucking. Stabbed his face off and threw his body in a well. You know, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah, guy, absolutely. The, like you said, it was these were the times. He was just trying to dip his wick and wet his whistle. You know, absolutely. that's all anyone wanted to do to get totally. their, to you know, get the get the have someone slob the knob, 
and have a pint. Totally. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, these were these were rough times. You know, you just got to you fuck when you can is what I'm saying. Um, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right. Well, I think that finishes part one. I don't think I can take any more, Brooke. If I, I, I mean, might die of, 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 I'm so frightened. I, I know me too. Can't you hear it in both of our voices? I'm shaking. It. I'm so terrified. <laughs> I'm also just, like I said, I, come on, I, 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 I need some ghosts in my life. It's this time of year. And again, when you're horny for ghosts, they don't, they're not interested in you. You got to, right. you got to, you know. Yeah. Kind of be a little unaffected and sort of seem like you don't want to be haunted. And then totally. And then, they'll and, then they'll, and then they'll, and then they'll, yeah. And then maybe they'll touch you. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but that wraps up again. That wraps up part one. You guys send us those server submitted stories that are spooky, spooky ghosts, haunted server submitted stories. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Other than that, Brooke, you know that what we say at the end of every episode. Ooh, Godspeed. Oh, and good tips, guys. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next week.